Right now, I want to record a, a, a quick video about how generational values can affect communication between the landowner and the land seeker. And uh, now that you've applied, I hope you're watching this video then to get a sense of what will happen if you get matched. And uh, what will happen then is you have to go through some kind of an interview or a visiting process to determine if, you, if we can make a good link uh, happen. And so uh, one thing to think about then is you're working with, and I hope probably another generation, is how the, what the values are and how that might change um, how you talk with them and how, how you uh, respect what they're trying to tell you uh, because it may be coming from a generational value. Um, the, there's four generations in the, in the country right now, and, and I'm going to outline them in a second, uh, technically five, but that's fine. Um, and each generation has defining characteristics, and we want to discuss those for a few minutes. And the characteristics are based on what happened to them through their formative years. And, and so the formative years in this situation is uh, what happened in, in, in some, sometime between 12 and 20, 12 years old, 20 years old. In other words, uh, pre-junior high, junior high, high school, and the first part of college. What happens to you at that time then defines how you feel about things and, and what, what's going on in your life and in your brain and that sort of thing. And that's where you get you, that's where you get your intrinsic generational values that you use for the rest of your life, uh, what happens to you during that formative uh, time period. So there's, there's uh, these four living generations, five living generations I want to talk about. Um, and, uh, the, and so first of all, um, the first generation is the matures. They're actually, if you read a textbook on generations, they'll be called the civics and the silence. But the matures, in my view, are any, any people born before um, World War II, the end of World War II. And uh, so what happened to them is uh, their intrinsic value, their value set then is, is based on what happened to them from 12 to 20, right? Well, a lot of these people are like my parents and uh, that were grow my parents were born in the, in the late, in the teens and in 1920. My dad was born in 1913. My mom was born in 1920. And so they, they're born, they, they qualify right here. And the bottom line is they um, experienced two things that, that two, two things, two great big world events that, it, that affected how they, how they look at the world and how they worked on things, their values. The two things are the Great Depression in the 30s and then World War II in the 40s. Those are the two big things that really changed or really affected how the maturers, that generation, look at their values, their intrinsic set, how they look at the world. And the, so in the 30s, you didn't have anything because there, there was hardly any money, okay? And in the 40s, you had money but we were fighting World War, World War, so there was everything was being rationed. Everything was being um, uh, nothing was available. You, you didn't have rubber. You didn't have new tires. You didn't have you didn't have sugar. You didn't have flour. You had to ration gas. I mean, it was just everybody. Everything was for the war effort. You turned in all your scrap steel so that they could make more bullets or whatever they were doing with them, make tanks, all that sort of thing. So um, all those events in those younger years of those people that those generations have really altered the course and how they looked at the world and uh, more and, and so they felt that the civic duty and hard work was imperative 
the only way we could defeat uh, the the Axis powers was to outwork them and uh, work harder. And Rosie the Riveter and and uh, people going to war and and all these things happened um, to make that effort because you had a singular movement that you were working for, a singular thing you were trying to defeat. The so the matures had civic duty before anything else, labor before anything else, because the only, only way you're going to win is to get high, have hard work and think about the country first. Then the second generation we want to talk about is the boomers. I'm one of the boomers, okay? Born between 46 and 62 or 64, depending on which textbook, textbook you read. The boomers were born from the from the World War II people that came back and started families. Um, and the boomers, interestingly enough, uh, have always been the largest generation in terms of population in, in the United States, the largest uh, demographic. That's rapidly changing as the boomers are starting to start to, the older part of the boomers especially starting to pass away. So the boomers, interestingly enough, um, had a lot of people they had to compete with to find a job. In other words, I was a towards towards kind of towards the tail end of the boomers. I was past the, the peak of the number of boomers being born. And I'm telling you, to find a job was tough because you were competing with all these guys five to seven years older than I was. And, and so you had to, if you were lucky enough to get a job, you kept your job, you worked hard, you knew that that job was worth everything and hard jobs are hard to come by. Um, we're talking about 60s, early 70s, that sort of thing, mid 70s, late 70s. You had a lot of people to compete against. So your work was first. Your work, first priority was always your work because you knew that you had other people to, to compete against and all that sort of thing. So for boomers, on, on average, I mean, not everyone, but on average, work came first. Then that came, brought us to general, and I'm giving broad generalizations so I get this down to a reasonable time period. So this is just a very quick overview. The Generation Xers, uh, born between 65 and 79, uh, interesting generation because there's the first generation of uh, young people growing up in the United States, and not so young anymore, but the young people growing up in the United States that, that actually came from two working parent household families. In other words, both parents worked. So the first generation of kids that were um, latchkey came home after school, probably to an empty house. We didn't have a lot of daycare, as much daycare back then, so it came home to an empty house. The extras there, because of that experience and because of what they experienced then of, of always being home alone or, or having to do what they had to do by themselves until mom and dad got home from work, um, really have made a commitment in their lives and it's, and it's carried over to the millennials. Uh, the extras have made a commitment to say family is first. The other thing with the extras and the millennials too, for that matter, is that Technology was something they were born with. Uh, all Generation Xers pretty much grew up on a PC, if not an iPad or a tablet or you know other tablets or a phone, a smartphone. So that's you know they adapted that technology very quickly and they understood it. Whereas the Boomers, I didn't say this earlier, but the Boomers tend to resist technology and tend to struggle with technology. And the matures won't even continue. They won't even, most of them will not even consider as technology. They just don't. Uh, you know, my mother-in-law, you want an iPad? You want to? You want to get internet connection here? Do you want a computer? And she goes, No, I just don't. They say no. I, they get it. They they understand it. They know how cool it is. They love looking at your Facebook pictures, but no, they're not interested. 
So the Xers are, are, can do things way more efficiently and way quicker than we can. And so they just get a lot more done in a quick amount of time because they're very bright, very well-trained, grew up on computers, they just know what's going on. Millennials are much the same. Uh, millennials are called millennials, Generation Y, because they were born, uh, excuse me, they started graduating from high school in the year 2000. That's why they're called millennials. They started graduating from high school about the year 2000. So the millennials are an interesting generation in that they, they are well cared for by the extras. The extras look out for them. But uh, also, they have a lot of the characteristics of extras. They, they tend to follow extras more than they follow the boomers because, uh, anyway, that's just the way it works and more closely identify with those. Millennials are getting to be a bigger, bigger part of the workforce. The smallest part of the workforce will be the Generation Xs. Uh, boomers, I'm not considering because I'm not, they're all retired or passed, so we're not going to talk about them. Boomers are quickly leaving the, uh, quickly leaving the workforce. And the millennials are um, clearly becoming the biggest part of the workforce in terms of numbers. They're really well trained. They grew up on computers. They didn't even know what a non, they didn't even know what some things are like eight track tapes and some things like that, that we all kind of grew up with. So um, by and large, they don't. But anyway, the, the bottom line is millennials are really well trained. But the cool thing about millennials is even though they still value family first to work second or even third, um, they, uh, they also understand that, that there is a uh, civic duty, there's a civic, uh, a civic responsibility that they need to have. Now let's talk about civic responsibility for a second. The matures are the ones that kind of put together all the animal groups we have in our small towns and even large towns for that matter. But the animal groups are all comes, kind of came from the matures and their parents, the civics and the silence. The animal groups I'm talking about are the things like the Lions Club and the Eagles Club and the, and the, and the Moose Lodge and uh, the Elks Club. And okay, then let's go on. The, the American Legion, the VFW, the, the church groups, UN, the United Methodist Women, the United Methodist Men, I have Methodist, but there's all the church groups, both men and women church groups, all those civic groups that we have in our community. I belong to a Qantas, Qantas group right now. I, I belong to I belong to uh, other groups in, in different cities. And, and the bottom line is uh, the matures and the, the civics and the silence put that all those civic groups together. That was important to them because they wanted to share their, their experiences in uh, the Great Depression and World War II kind of with, the, with people that understood, people that had been through the same experiences. So that was kind of, kind of a cool thing that they did. The boomers, the boomers tended to support that. However, the boomers weren't, weren't as, as committed Generation X, because they think families first, they don't tend to join anything that hasn't having to do anything to do with family. And so the, the millennials kind of follow that. And so the demise of the civic groups and those civic efforts is happening very quickly because the Generation X and millennials don't tend to join, unless there's something in it for them. And so the cool thing about millennials, however, is the millennials will not join a group weekly meeting, that sort of thing, or a monthly meeting, they don't, even want, they don't care even to do that. They will, however, volunteer to do something episodically. So we need to think, rethink our whole volunteer structure. How can we get people to volunteer just for one thing rather than volunteering to be part of an organization each year round? And that leads to Generation Zs. Generation Zs are also gonna be called iGens, little I-G-E-N, capital G-E-N, like iPad, iPhone, I whatever. 
my watch. But the iGen generation, that Generation Z, is just starting to get into college or just working into college, middle part of college. So they really haven't been out. Uh, they're finishing those formative years. They're just turning 20, 21 uh, in the next year or two. And so they're, they're not really a part of the workforce yet. So we're not sure where we're at with what their values are going to be. But if you think over the last 10 or 15 years, I mean, you know, we were taught that you respected the, um, you know, I was taught as a boomer that you respected the elders and you respected the, 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 the president and you respected all those things. Well, I'm not sure we've had, we're going to have good respect for presidents because we've had presidents that, anyway, they had made very, very poor choices in my view. So and that, that's not including uh, the current one. It, it goes back to others, okay? Uh, so um, there, there's just a different feeling about this and a different feeling with the way that they're looking at things. And so it's just some, to, some things to think about there. Uh, we don't know where we're at with Z's yet for sure. Uh, I, I love to show this picture because this is a, a, a picture that absolutely depicts the value of the boomers. The boomers, the boomers, excuse me, the value of the boomers versus their parents, the matures. The value of the matures is, is defined in this picture. So I'm talking to a farmer once and he said, yeah, and see those old steel cupboards right there? And I said, yeah, they're steel and they're painted white and they're, they, look, they look like very much out of the 1950s and 40s and 50s. He said, yep, they are. He, the farmer goes, when I got married, my, my, I, I moved from the upstairs bedroom to the downstairs bedroom and, and I brought my wife to the farm and mom and dad moved to town. And a couple of years after we got married, my, my wife wanted to change those cupboards out because they just didn't look all that good. This was back in the 80s. They did change the cupboards out to oak fronts, you know, nice looking cupboards, cabinets. These went out, these left. And this guy, this farmer's mom was mad at him. The farmer's was, mom was ticked. How dare you take out those cupboards? There was nothing wrong with them. They work fine. They weren't in style anymore, but they work fine. And the bottom line on that is that the value of that generation, the matures, was that you didn't throw away anything that still couldn't be fixed or used. If you didn't like those cupboards the way they were, why didn't you just paint them a different color? Anyway, if you don't like the, the rust that's starting to appear on them, why don't you just sand the rust off and repaint them? If you don't like the silver handles, change them to bronze handles. I mean, the, the, the value of that set of that generation is you didn't throw anything away if it couldn't be used. Another picture I could use to depict that generation, and I have to get this put together sometime and add it to my slide deck, is simply one of a pile of rubber bands or a pile of tinfoil or a pile of Ziploc bags that are set out to dry on top of wooden spoons because the value of those that older generation was you didn't throw anything away. They could still be reused. And so one of the older generations always kept the rubber band that came on the outside of their newspaper, their daily morning newspaper, and they threw that rubber, they put that rubber band in the same cup all the time and cup all the time, they just kept adding on to it. And so they kept all that rubber because you kept rubber in World War II, that was an important recyclable thing. They always kept all their tinfoil because you could clean it and reuse it. You could have kept all your Ziploc bags. You didn't throw away plastic, you could reuse that. You just didn't, re, re, didn't throw away resources you could reuse. That was the value of the matures versus the boomers. The other thing I like to do, and so that's the contrast I'd like to make and things we have to think about. The other, the other contract I like to make is in this slide and I have some pictures goofed up here. So I may have to redo this part, but the bottom line is, um, hang on. Let's just do it this way. The bottom line is just simply this. I can 
this would be these as well. The bottom line is this. This is the way to, to look at this picture. Um, the difference between the boomer and the millennials and the boomer and the Xers is, is defined in this picture and I have to explain. During harvest in the fall, when we're, when we're doing our thing out there, uh, all the boomers think that the combine should go. The millennials and Xers may have a junior high girl playing volleyball at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday afternoon, kind of towards the end of the school day in a neighboring town and a millennial or an Xer that has a kid in junior high volleyball will stop the combine and go watch the girl play volleyball. And all the, it drives all the boomers and matures nuts because you don't shut the combine off for volleyball. In their definition, the only time you shut the combine off is if your son playing Friday night lights or the Huskers are playing. And now the Huskers don't matter either really because nobody shuts the combine off for the Huskers very much. Um, of course, this year, this year, fall of 2020, the uh, harvest was pretty much over by the time the Huskers even started to play. So there wasn't an issue, but, but, but uh, that defines the difference because families first for the millennials and Xers and uh, for the boomers, labor was first. And so you, you understand there'll be some intrinsic conflicts there if you're not careful about what happens with that, how you said, how do you, how you define that and think about that, especially as you're talking about what's happening on the farm or ranch and, and the dismatch that you're gonna have. So I hope that makes some sense. Um, I wanted to just share those differences in generational values with you as you discuss um, things between generations to determine if that's what you want to do with this uh, match thing or not. Uh, so I hope this worked and uh, we'll kind of go from there. Thanks for listening.